Hello, hello. We are back at it again. My name is Michael Raziel. I got my man C in the shot. I got my man Joel Shrek, and this is the Win Daily Sports Show. We are going to be breaking down the American Express PGA DFS and betting. Now, Sia has already done a show. He kind of cheated on us a little bit this week. It was a great show. It was a great show. He cheated on us a little bit, though. Um, and we're here to break it down. So if you haven't already, make sure to smash, smash, smash that like button here over on YouTube, I guess, as the YouTubers like to say. Please, please, please ask us all the questions. Ask us all the questions. It's my favorite part. That is what we are here to do. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, we're up to like 600 and something. So the closer we get Ooh. to a thousand, the closer we can start giving shit away for free. So always like that. So see ya, how was, um, how are your, how are your escapades earlier this week? What was it like? Was he as good <laughs> as me? Was he as good as Joel and I? I have to ask. Well, no, it's never, it's never as good as family. Let's be honest. Speaking of family, by the way, let's, oh. um, <laughs> let's, uh, I know, right. <clears throat> that was probably, it. Uh, yeah. Nope. Keep going, keep going, keep going. We need to put this uh, link in our in our Discord chat because I noticed. I already some did people, it. Oh, you already did it. Okay, gotcha. But, and then we got you know speaking of family, I'm just saying we got some guys already in the chat. Um, it's Joseph, right? S guy is Joseph. Joe, yeah. Oh, Joe, okay. I remembered his name now. So he put steward and a money bag next to it, which of course was my secret weapon, which is now 26 and two, which is Jesus like kind Christ. of incredible. But I got to admit, I didn't do great in in um in DFS last week. It just it was just one of those weeks where a lot of my guys were um good enough to make the cut but not good enough to do any damage on saturday and sunday so and then of course a couple of my low-end guys uh, other than stewart of course didn't really make it through like doug gim tom hoke whatever but how am i doing i'm doing fine uh yesterday's show with rick gaiman who honestly is like one of the one of the best guys in this industry i'm not even just talking golf i just mean in the podcast sports industry he's fantastic i got to do the first cut with him which is a cbs podcast it went really well. It was it was super fun. I hope to be back with them sometime soon. But no, it's not as good as you guys. Come on. You it don't even have to be. ask that question. Come it on. It couldn't be. Yes, I listened to some of it. It was awesome. Uh, everything, but he's an Eagles fan. Uh, everything outside of that, he seemed yeah. like a pretty great guy. Joel, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Um, I'm pretty excited for this tournament. I, I like I, I'm feeling like I'm having a good feel for this week. I'm liking the field. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm pumped up. Perfect. This is like the best possible show, I guess, to have you only be here for like 25 minutes. So let's <laughs> let's get at it, boys. We have the American Express. As I said before, I have the DFS lines in front of me. I also have some sports betting lines. I'm going to be using points bet for our sports betting line. So anybody out there, if you're not a part of points bet already, go to pointsbet.com. Use promo code WINDAILY500. Give you a $500 risk-free bet. And it really helps us out because, you know, they're, they're, you know, it helps us out. You guys kind of know how this shit works at this point. So we would really appreciate if you could help us out a little bit. I got Patrick Cantlay as our leader uh, by a pretty good margin, plus 1,200 over here. So that's always good. That's always interesting. But we are going to be breaking down the DFS side of things as well. Joel does have to leave early, so I'm going to try and get as much Joel in as I can, considering Sia already, you know, did an entire show about this stuff. So, Joel, let's start with you. How you like in this top tier range? What are we looking to do? Star Scrubs, your patented hybrid lineup. What are you looking at? Yeah, no, uh, this is going to be the hybrid this week, Michael. So we're going back to the patented, the patented hybrid. And so uh, obviously we're joking. We said, but what, what I mean by what I'm, by point, what I'm saying is um, my kind of initial builds this week. I've looked it's stars and scrubs, but like that top tier isn't your stars. It's the second tier. So it's like the second tier, and uh, you know, not the full bottom scrubs, but like. The concept is uh, the, the way this field looks is these top guys are better and they're priced better 
But as you go down, like the what normally is the middle of the field, um, feels to me more like the bottom. And so like there's a big that middle range feels like they just had to put someone there. And those guys that are in the eight thousands easily could have been seven. Um, but they just there were those guys that are normally that priced in this tournament. So I'm looking at it as there's not much of a difference between those guys. So I want to get as much as these guys in the nine thousand range as I can and then go down to seven because I don't think there's a big difference between the seven thousand range and the eight thousand range. So that's how I'm looking at this field. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just to, as of note, John Rahm is out. I apologize. He was actually the highest priced golfer, so that opens up a little bit of extra value. And yeah, looking at these 8K guys, I mean, Phil Mickelson, 8,800. Paul Casey, 87. Lonto Griffin, 86. Adam Long, 85. Like, I feel like, yeah, most of those guys are like, like Lonto Griffin, 6,900 usually. Adam Long, like 7,200. Like, what are these guys doing in the 8K range and kind of high 8Ks? So that is, uh, that is really interesting. So yeah, talk to me, I guess, like, you, you gave us your build. You're patented. Can we trade? See ya. Have you trademarked that yet for us? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's in the, okay, it's in cool. the five file. It's in the, so we're, okay, we're, cool, cool, cool. Okay, good. We need, we need, we need Joel to get his money. Cause we know he doesn't <laughs> definitely doesn't make enough on DFS as it is. Uh, so Joel, I guess, talk to me a little bit. Uh, I guess, are you completely fading that top tier or are there a couple guys that you're still liking from that range? So, um, I'm not going to completely fade the top tier. Um, but I, I'm definitely not too high on them. Like, I'm going to have a very low ownership of everyone on the top field. I do like Cantley the most. I'm going to play anyone. It's probably Cantley. Um, you know, he he is in good form, and he's one of the top three golfers in this tournament, you know, on paper. So mm-hmm. there's nothing, nothing wrong with playing Cantley. My only thing about that's turning me off to him this week is that super hefty price tag for him in a field where, like I was saying before, you know, you know he in a, he's not that much better than everyone. So he just, mm-hmm. I think he's just a little overpriced. So – uh, I do think he could win this tournament, so I don't want to just completely fade him. But I'm not going to go over. I'm not going to go too much because uh, I just think it's a little too much for him. Brooks, I want to. I want to play. Wait and see. Um, yeah, of course he's capable of winning it. He's capable of you know doing a lot. But he's you know he, he, he we've seen recently he really tries to play up for the big tournaments. I just don't see him having the motivation this week. I don't see why he's gonna. I don't see it being like a Brooks week where he's gonna come out and really try and string it together the four days. So. I don't have a lot of confidence in Brooks, and I won't be playing too much of him. Um, Finau, I like. There's nothing wrong with Finau. It's another. He, I kind of feel similarly with him as I do with Cantlay, and I just feels he's a little overpriced. Um, you know, he could win. I, I, I see no issues playing him. If you're playing cash, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but in tournaments, I think you just have to pay a lot for someone who really is going to have to win the tournament. And like finishing him finishing in ninth or tenth, which I, is probably where I see him in that range. I don't think it's going to be enough at this price. So um, I'm, I'm going to be really low on him. And Reed, Reed, so just for context, Reed is someone who I normally really like. I just don't like him that much this week. You know, uh, this course is going to favor long hitters, which is not really Reed's game. Um, and then, again, it's that top price range here. So um, it, it's hard for me to come off Reed because I normally do really like him. But for, something just isn't sitting with me with him here at this course. So for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty low on the top range. Interesting. Yeah. And we'll get to the 9K range in a second. Sia, what do you have on this top tier? Yeah, I actually agree with um, I agree with really everything he just said. Patrick wow. Cantley is going to be the only guy that I'm really going to be focused on. I mean, he is from California. This is this this course is in California for, for whatever that's worth. Um, outside of that, listen, he hasn't played in, in a while. Like this is his first one back in, in 20, 2021. But when he did play, you know, the last three tournaments, he he had an outright win, and then he had, he he top twenty the other two. So, I mean, you can't say he's in good form because of that, because that was two to three months ago. But 
With that said, knowing the class of this field and knowing that John Rahm withdrew, I mean, he's probably, just from a consistency standpoint, he's probably a guy that you can lean on. Whereas we know that Tony Finau, for example, can kind of like, he might not give you the floor that you want. Mm -hmm. At least you can guarantee that Cantlay. Now, you're not looking for floors in this range, which is why I agree with Joel. You might want to start your team in that 9K range. Um, and again, I'm talking DraftKings pricing, but I, I've made like four or five teams already just to kind of like experiment around. A couple of them had Cantley in, and and the rest of them started in the 9K range. And I'll tell you, so far, none of them had Brooks, none of them had Tony Finau, and none of them had Patrick Reed. Now, I'll probably make like 20 more lineups, and I'm sure those guys will sneak into one or two of my lineups, but not guys I'm focused on at all, especially mm -hmm. at the price that they're at. Yes, and everybody always remember contact selection is very important where you're putting them, how you're putting them, how many entries, how many entries you have, all that stuff is very important. All right, Joel. But so I, do, gonna, I do want to say one other thing, and, and Joel, you can comment on this. Like, it, you know, it, it will favor long hitters, but you don't need to be, and Joel, you correct me if I'm wrong, you don't need to be long. Let's let's put something out there, first of all. There's two different courses that they're going to be playing on in the first two days, and then they're going to they're going to play the same course over the weekend. So traditionally this this contest actually has three courses that you play, but they've cut it down to two. Traditionally the American Express actually has a cut after three rounds. Now we're going to traditional here just because of covid stuff and there's no pro am, you know, there used to be a pro am component here, but the reason I bring that up and Joel I want to get your commentary here. I mean, you can be short and and win here, right? Totally, totally. When I say you know favor the long hitter that doesn't mean only target long hitters, not by any means. I think the concept is when you're like building lineups and you're kind of at a tie between guys, like who do I put in with it? And you know one guy's a long hitter. That's kind of like the tiebreaker. It's like it should favor the guy that's a little bit longer. By no means should you only be targeting long hitters. No, like anybody can win this tournament. Um, but I think I look at it as knowing that it does favor long hitters a little bit. That's your tiebreaker. When you're deciding to beat a couple guys, maybe lean the longer guy. And, and the like one thing I'm going to add to that is that there are hazards on this course. There's, there's quite a few water hazards on this course. So you do want to, you do want guys that are also accurate off the tee, which is why I'd probably prioritize accuracy a little bit more than just length. Both are good, but it's, it's something you might want to consider. And that, that includes on approach as well. So, I mean, my focus here is going to be approach for sure, then off the tee. And then, you know, you can get into putting. I don't think around the green game is going to be super important here. Love and it. I would agree with you. I mean, here especially, but normally – that's not something I normally target in, in DFS around the game. Um, yeah, guys are better at it than others, but it's a hard thing to, you know, kind of consistently target in a, from a mm -hmm. DFS perspective. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. I and mean, you guys talk about that ad nauseum, I would say. Uh, Charlie, welcome back, Stash. Thanks, buddy. Um, I appreciate that. That's nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I, Joel, I know we only have you for a couple more minutes. So I think what would make sense is we'll go over the 9K range because it seems like that's your favorite I think we should just then skip the 8K range. We'll go to the 7, get the rest of your picks. You can go off, hang out, do what you got to do, and then CNI can kind of fill in the hole, see if you're cool with that. I think it sure. makes the most sense there. So, Joel, talk to us a little bit about that 9K range, what you're liking. And I guess, like, where are you starting most of your lineups? Yeah, so this is where, I mean, me, this is where we're, we're making money this week. Right? I love this range. There's a lot of plays here. Uh, and so this is where I'm going to be probably getting a, a bunch of exposure to it. And starting with Sungjae Im, um, you know, the first thing that you think about him is, He's been really solid striking the ball, and, and it's you know he's a really good golfer, and, and we we say this you know often on the show where he he had a lot of inconsistencies where he's kind of goes in stretches where it's bursts of him being really good and then bursts of him kind of not doing that much. He's in that burst of playing well, right? He, we've seen him coming out um, 
and showing up recently. And, and I, I'm kind of on a notion now of like, let's just keep going back to him until he tells us not to. Right. And so that's where I am now. And he hasn't sh- given us any reason not to like him. And so I'm going to be going back uh, to him this week for sure. Not, nothing crazy. I'm not locking him in, but you know, maybe a good percentage, 30, 40% of my lives. I like him. Matthew Wolf is a tough one because, you know, course fit reasons, like everything's telling me to play him. Like You guys know, I love Wolf. I think he's one of the best golfers on tour. So, you know, seeing him in this at this price, even almost was a little underpriced for me. Um, you know, anything can happen, but I like Wolf a lot this week. You know, the last time he played here, um, he was tied for 61, which is not good, which is concerning. So he doesn't have like, he didn't play that well here the last, the last time out, but, um, he's young. It's not like he has a lot of history. And, you know, one of those times he comes out here and, you know, gets in the top 10 and now all of a sudden he has a great course history. So I wouldn't overweight that too much. Uh, I just think, you know, at a, at the price that he's at, he could be a really strong play. Um, Scotty Scheffler got third here last year, which is really good. Uh, and as you know, you know, this was, this is pretty early in the year. Scheffler can go hot and cold. Uh, but you know, after this tournament, Scheffler seemed, maybe, maybe I don't know if it was exactly after this tournament, or a little bit later, but he seemed to cool off a bit until really late after the restart where he got hot again. So, um, this does look like a spot where he, he seems to like this course. And at this price, I see no reason why Scotty Scheffler couldn't be a top five priced golfer in this field. So, you're almost getting a small discount, so he feels like you know it's a good price to, to squeeze him in. I don't love Ricky Fowler, not especially. I think he's probably a little overpriced here. My poor Kevin, grandma. Oh, his grandma. What happened to his grandma? No, my poor grandma. She loves Ricky Fowler. Oh, I was gonna say, I was like, oh, did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to his grandma? No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's just a joke. Uh, Keep going. Um, uh, you know. Kevin, I do like Kevin Nala. I will, I will be honest, and I, I probably have a small, a small bias toward him. But listen, he's coming off a win. Obviously, he's looked pretty good. Um, you know, do I expect him to win two tournaments in a row? Probably not. But I, I do expect him to compete this week. I think he's going to be up there. And um, as you guys know, right, if he's in the top ten, right, that that works. And I think he could do that. I, I like Kevin Nala a good deal here. And you know, at this price at ninety two hundred, like you know. I'm looking at him as probably a top 10 golfer in this field, and, and that's probably where he's priced. So it's a fair price. I wouldn't say I'm overweight on him. I love him, but definitely someone I want some exposure to this week. Um, and then uh, I'll just mention I, I also like Answer. Answer got second here last year. Don't overweight that because he also has a tied for 78 and you know in the teens. But um, he's good, and he's it feels like he's coming around. He's, he's coming on strong. So uh, I certainly don't mind having some exposure to him as well. Yeah, and, and just a really interesting note about Scotty Scheffler, while his price is 9500 and, you know, he's top-ish tier, he has the second-best odds to take this thing home. Um, that plus 1600 right now, looking at PointsBet. Again, PointsBet.com, promo code WINDAILY500. See, you made, a, you made a face at that one. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that he's oh. second in the odds, which means he's taking a lot of money, which the not shocking part of that is this is one of the most popular guys from an ownership standpoint already. Mm-hmm. So clearly, you know, typically if you have a guy like a Scotty Scheffler in particular, who's not like a gigantic name, right? So if you have a guy that's getting almost 30% ownership already, you better believe that people are putting actual cash on him to win in the outright top 10 market, top five, stuff like that. So yeah, that makes sense. And honestly, this is a guy we talked about on the show yesterday. He, I'm not a Scotty Scheffler guy, but he makes sense for this course, especially because this scores like, 
birdies are going to be a thing here. The scores are going to be low again. And so guys like Scotty Scheffler, guys like Joel, Joel Dahman, who can just like, or like your Ryan Palmers, who's not even in this event, I don't think. But um, is he, is Ryan Palmer? No, he's not. He's not here this week. So my point is, these are the guys you want. These are the upside guys that you want in DFS because it's not so much about the floor in, in DFS. It's really about the ceiling. That's how you win. I'm not just talking about MMEs. I'm talking about single entries and three maxes. Sometimes you have to take those chances with guys that can blow up on a given day. I'll tell you, Siwoo Kim is a guy I like, and he can blow up at any moment. You know how I know that? Because last year he shot an 87 on Thursday and then withdrew. So it's one of those things like I'm going to have him in my lineup this week because I think he's a great ball striker and I'm willing to take that chance. And sometimes you just have to be willing to take that chance. Not that Scott is going to bottom out like that, but he's just the type of guy you would want here. You know, Sung JM, I'm not normally a Sung JM guy. I was last week and it kind of burned me. He finished 56. So, I, you know, I think he's fine, but I just think some of these other guys in the 9K range, you know, we can't pick them all, right? So there's just guys I like better than Sung JM. Um, Matthew Wolf is one of them. The thing about the tricky thing about Matthew Wolf, and, and this is going to be one of those like sometimes, remember, Michael, I think it was right before the break, we were talking about two guys in, in like the 7K range. I think it was like Pat Perez and like some other kind of like mm -hmm. random middling guy. And I was like, it was a recent history versus like course history. And one had a great recent history, one had great course history. And we we're like, all right, let's see what's more important. Let's see what happens in this tournament. Well, I think you can juxtapose Matthew Wolf with Scotty Scheffler because Matthew Wolf, his recent history is actually quite bad. It, for Matthew Wolf, it's quite mm -hmm. bad. If you look at his last four or five tournaments, including a miscut at the Masters, it's not good. Scotty Scheffler, on the other hand, if you look at his recent history, it's actually been pretty consistently good. And Scotty Scheffler finished third here last year, whereas as as um, Joel told us, I think uh, 61st was where Matthew Wolf finished. So you have Course history and recent history, both talented, both on other, you know opposite sides of those spectrums. And yet I still like Matthew Wolf just as much as Scotty Scheffler. Why? Because I think he's probably the more talented player. And that's nothing against Scotty Scheffler. I just happen to think Matthew Wolf might be the most talented player in this entire field. We just kind of don't know it yet. So I'm willing to take the chance on Matthew Wolf, but I'll tell you from an exposure standpoint, I think I'll probably have Scotty and Matthew Wolf. Probably the same. In fact, mm -hmm. knowing me, I'll probably lean a little bit more Matthew Wolf. But but I, I kind of uh, my point is I kind of like them the same. As we go down this range, Ricky Fowler. Like, let's be honest. I mean, really, why is he ninety three hundred? And why is Phil Mickelson eighty eight hundred? Like, what are we even doing here? Ricky Fowler, his last top ten was last year at this tournament. Like, he, it's that bad. He yeah. hasn't even qualified for the Masters. He's like 60th ranked in the world. If you want to play the narrative game, he does have to do well in this to qualify for the Masters. But he had to do that at Mayakoba before. The I was going to say, didn't, we tried cut. to play that narrative game. I don't know if it worked earlier. Exactly. And he missed the cut. And so, you know, what, what do we like? I'm just going to go right by him. But before I close with the 9K range, I do love Abraham Answer. I do love Russell Henley. I was hoping the ownership from Abraham answer would actually sort of crater because he missed the cut last week, but lo and behold, he's, he's close to the 20% range. So, you know, take that as you will. I still love answer. He's a great ball striker. He just, he just was terrible putting last week. That's just the bottom line. And Russell Henley ended up finishing in 11th place, but he was also terrible putting last week. So it kind of gives you, um, I think Russell Henley could be like the guy. I mean, he's so good on approach, just like answer, but Henley appears to be more consistent right now. So I think if you started your lineup 
with Russell Henley and Abraham Answer, I would not have a problem with it whatsoever. I mean, you are literally skipping the first almost 15 guys and starting your lineup right there. I'm not saying you should do that for the majority of your lineups, but I know for one lineup, that's exactly where I started. And then there were other lineups where I started with Matthew Wolf, and then I dropped down to like a Henley, and then I went from there. Others with Scotty Shuffler. So that top range, if you want to throw Finau in there, if you want to throw Cantley in there, here and there, that's fine. But you really, truly can start in that Nike range and have a bunch of stars. I love it. I'm actually just making a lineup as we go along. I have Henley, Answer, and Scheffler, and then a gentleman that I know we're going to love a little bit later in Joel Dahman at 7,500. It's still 7,450 left over. And that means I get C as Secret Weapon, so that's going to be like a 6,800. So essentially, I have I have like 7,800 just still to play with. And Joel, we're going to toss it back to you before you do have to jump out of here. Talk to me more about that 7K range. We'll skip the 8K for a second, but honestly, as as we've both, if you, both of you have kind of said, I'm sure when Sia and I go back, I'm sure there's a couple of plays that he wouldn't mind. But uh, yeah, talk to me about this 7K range because it's pretty big. This is a bigger field, obviously. And I, a lot of guys, Tom Hogue, uh, Brendan Steele, Taylor Gooch. I mean, there's there's guys, Ken Tringall, there's Sepp Straka, Doc Redman. There's a lot you of guys. You remembered. I know. <laughs> Tringall crush. I oh, that's know. so sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Family, Sia. Remember, we're family. <laughs> what do you got, Joel, before you have to leave? Yeah, so I think C said something really interesting that I do want to touch on. It's something I really agree with and something I, I don't agree with as much. So the first being the, the really good point C made is I'm really with him on the fact that, like, there's not a big difference between Scheffler and Wolf. What I disagreed with was, you know, Scheffler not being a big name. And the reason I disagreed is because there's not a lot of big names in this field. So for this field, he's a big name. He's not a big name in general, but True. for the field is. And I think that is affecting the betting lines because people are looking at this field and seeing Cantley as, you know, the favorite and looking at like, oh, Scotty Scheffler can beat Patrick Cantlay. And I think that he's getting a lot of action because of that. Um, but he's 100% from a DFS perspective. There's not a huge gap between Scheffler and Wolf. And, you know, if you're – for most of us, for golf, we play tournaments. So if you're playing tournaments and you, and the ownership is super high on Scheffler and it's not that on Wolf and the gap is that small, then it just makes sense to get that leverage and get the lower ownership uh, because, you know, for me, I don't look at it as a big difference. I, I probably do like Scheffler a little bit more, but not a lot. So if it's going to be a big ownership percentage difference, then, yeah, let me get some more shares of Wolf because that will be a big differentiator if that does come through. Uh, so that's kind of what I was thinking from from that perspective. Now, before I am going to just kind of dive into the seven can range, but one person I want to touch on who's priced at 8000 exactly, who I absolutely love this week, is Adam Hadwin. He's probably my, one of my favorite plays of the week, maybe my favorite. So – um, the reason for, and you know, I probably, I admit guilty as charged. I have overweight course history. I love finding guys who excel at the course. Um, and, but looking at his course history, it's unbelievable. He didn't play last year, but then he was tied for second, tied for third, second, sixth. That's yeah. really, really good for someone who's priced at 8,000. I mean, having that much consistency and that good of a consistency at this price range in this field, it just, I'm finding a hard time to get away from him. So, Hey, let me interrupt real quick because this is another example that like we can actually build off of this because his recent history versus his course history, it is polar opposite. So his last three tournaments, miscut, 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 before that 63rd, before that 28th at the CJ Cup. That's not a criticism of Joel's take. It's just like, let's see what's more, what factors in more importantly here, recent history or court. I have a feeling in this case, it will be course history to Joel's point, but that that's a pretty bad track record. The the last you know four times he's been out. So let's see what happens there. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's that's a good point, Sia. But uh, you know, I and listen, when I like a play, I can convince myself of it so heavily. <laughs> so like I could the first as soon as you said it, the first thing that went to my mind is you're right. But also but... he's too good at golf to just keep missing cuts. Right? He's an above average player on tour. So. 
Also, that was like two, three months ago. So, I mean, is that really recent history? I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. So, you know, listen, see is right. Definitely information to take into account before you, you play him. Um, but I look at it as if I, when I'm convincing myself to play him that he's going to normalize or he's not going to miss 10 cuts in a row. And this certainly looks like a good spot for him to kind of be that, that starting point. So um, I would say as of right now today, obviously things can change before Thursday morning. As of right now today, he's probably my highest owned golfer in the field going, going into building my lineups. And then kind of going down this 7K range, you know, a few of the guys that, that I really do want to target, I do like Charles Howell the third. Um, you know, he, he has a decent course history, not great. The more recent course history here that he has has not been that good, but he's done well previously. Um, but then his, his recent form in terms of that course is pretty strong. So he's kind of got a little bit of a combination of the two, which which is making him look like a solid play this week. Um, as you guys all know, you know, Joel Dahman's a, a show favorite. He mm-hmm. never actually, or at least not in the last five years, he has not made the cut here. So that could be a little concerning. Um, like I said, he's one of those guys that like he could blow up in a day and then he could turn it on. Like he's capable of being top ten in this tournament. He's also capable of missing the cut. So these, for, as a tournament play, he's very solid. I wouldn't play him if you're doing like a cash lineup or something like that. If you're looking for something safe, he's probably not the play here. But for tournaments, definitely he's good to go. Um, and then kind of keeps going down from this range. I think you're looking at two guys right next to each other at 7,500, Glover and Redmond, who um, both feel underpriced for this field. Um, these are both guys that if they were put up in the mid-8,000s, I wouldn't have blinked an eye. Um, and they're just not. And that's what I was saying before with it's just a weird field. Somebody had to get put there and they weren't. And, like, these are the guys that you want to find. That's where you're getting your value by being able to say, listen, if they were the same price, who would you play, Doc Redman or Phil Mickelson? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, exactly. Wait, I, I can do you one better. Doc Redman and Phil Mickelson have the exact same odds to win the tournament at plus 8,000. Exactly. So that's, <laughs> that's what, man, this is an awkward field to, to make DFS prices, and it's definitely something to look at when building your rosters because there's guys that are just priced wrong, and you have to take advantage of that to make, to make your, your builds make sense, and, and we can certainly do that this week. So, um, you know, Redmond, Glover, I think all very solid plays. If you want to get some exposure to Alex Norin, I like him. Um, he's, I, he doesn't have too much history here, but the tie for 14th last year, which is which is totally pretty good. Um, and then I know uh, one of Michael's favorites, someone that, that I do want to mention, is uh, Taylor Gooch. Uh, <laughs> the Gooch, I think, you know, could be a, a, a solid play here. He's more than affordable. You're getting a, a solid price tag on him. And uh, uh, he's a really good way where we can start putting in three of these low 7,000 guys and then getting those two of those major guys up in the 9,000 and really kind of round our lap. So that's how I'm going to be looking at this field. Just, you know, I know I, I got to run in a minute, but so everyone knows, I want to be trying to hammer in that 9,000 range that we touched on for a while. And a lot of these 7,000 guys, because I think there's just a lot of price mishaps on this field. And that's where we can find the value where these guys in the 7,000 range could have easily been at that other price. And we're building a lineup of, of our guys that make sense. So I think it is. I think the salaries here are off more than normal. Like I think you're, you're and you need to, that's what you need to do this week to win is just find the value and squeeze them in your lap. Totally find agree. Value. I love it. Awesome, Joel. Well, I think I heard Slack go off probably like 18 to 25 times. So I assume you have stuff to do. We're going to let you go. Always appreciate you. Make sure everybody follow him at Draftmaster Flex everywhere. And hop into the Windelia Sports Discord chat. Ask Joel about his showdown plays. Joel, appreciate the hell out of you tonight, buddy. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it, fellas. Good luck. See, See you. you.
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let me just what get is, this. What is Slack? Right. What's that terminology? What uh, it's it's Discord. It's like a different Discord. Yeah, but like why would I, I've heard of that? But I so I didn't apply it because I thought, well, wouldn't he just be using Discord? Like, what what am I missing? So it's probably for work. Slack oh, is used like very. It's commonly used. Um, I think Salesforce just bought Slack too. If I'm not okay. mistaken, what does Joel okay. do? I honestly don't even remember. Don't know. He never tells us stuff. We we always have to ask him. It's like, how, I mean, oh, I, how are you? Did you win any money yesterday? He's like two hundred fifty thousand. Like, like oh, oh, you probably should have mentioned that. Let us know. I don't know. Could have yeah. done something with Thanks that. So but good. no, appreciate Joel. He is awesome member of the team here at Windows Sports. Again, make sure to follow him at Draftmaster Flex. He is also at Draftmaster Flex in the Windows Sports Discord chat. WindowsSports.com backslash chat to hop into that bad boy and that's where you get see a secret weapon and see i have been making a lineup um and literally i just have to finish it with your secret weapon and i know your secret weapon is under 7k and the price i have right now is 6900 so i'm i'm pretty confident in this lineup with what you and joel have told me i was talking to ghost the other day he literally says he reads your article and he puts in five guys and then he waits for the secret weapon and he cashes just about every time. So hopefully the people out there are listening. Hopefully. And I noticed when you wrote your article today, I checked it out. There was no 8K guys. I was like, this is weird. Nah, whatever. I, you know, it's funny. I don't, because I don't think I, you added a single 8K guy. I um I don't really pay attention to pricing. I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be like sort of managed yeah. and dictated by pricing, but like I'm looking at it now and oh no, I did have one. Oh, I had I had two guys. Oh, did you? I um, had Adam Long and Siwoo Kim. Okay. Maybe it was just significantly more 7k because i remember being like 7k 7k okay okay yeah, and okay. 9k to, yeah. to joel's point that that's where i want to stack it up love it um so do you want to uh, do, do you want to talk about a couple of those guys in the 8k range and then we'll hop back to the 7k and then pretty much go through yeah yeah why not all right um so 8k all right yeah again i <laughs> phil mickelson at 8800 it's like i could literally vault like 30 guys below him like in what you know way above him it's that's funny. Um, Adam Long, I like, listen, Adam Long actually won here. Um, God, was it two years ago? I'm trying to remember. We can look that up as I'm talking. But Adam Long has a good history here. Honestly, his recent history is pretty good. He measures out really. He grades out really well on this course. Um, and, you know, interestingly, he's not super popular from an ownership standpoint. He's under 10%. And I would think somebody with his track record here uh, would actually probably be closer to the 12, 13% range, but you know, we'll see, we'll see with Steven's article tomorrow. I do like Adam long. I like Siwoo Kim quite a bit more. Um, again, just like Siwoo, Joel Damon, I think these are two guys that when they kind of lose it, they lose it. And, and that's why, like I mentioned the water hazard thing, because if things sort of start to go awry, like those two guys in particular, they can't get it back. So don't put those guys in your cash games. If, if you ever play those, I do play some cash, by the way, I know some people think that's like a, a, a dumb thing to do, but you know, that's, you know, sustaining a bankroll with mm -hmm. cash, regardless of the sport actually kind of makes sense. That doesn't mean you wouldn't cash every time, but it's a nice balance to have that. So in this range, I like Siwoo. Uh, I, I will say this, a lot of people, in, including Rick Gaiman from, you know, the first cut show I was on yesterday, he was talking about Sam Burns a lot. And then I look at Sam Burns ownership percentage and it's almost 20%, wow. which is pretty shocking given this range. Like you just don't have really anybody in this range that's even close to that now, now that I look at it. So it's one of those things like I'm not on Sam Burns. You know, Rick made a compelling argument yesterday about him and that's totally fine. Uh, I, I just, it's just not somebody I'm going to be on, but I do want to let people know, especially those who are playing cash. Hey, mm -hmm. maybe this is a guy to look at. You know, he's, he certainly grades out well. It's just nothing really jumped out at me. So he didn't really make my initial picks article or anything like that. So um, yeah, but in this AK range, 
you know, Adam Hadwin's okay. I think a lot of people will be on him. Well, his ownership percentage doesn't appear to be too high. I hate his recent form. And honestly, I typically weigh recent form more than I weigh course mm-hmm. history. Maybe that's to my detriment. Like I haven't really figured out, you know, how to weight those two things. I weigh them both quite a bit, actually. I just, I like recent history a little bit more. And Adam Hadwin has just been pretty bad. He is a good ball striker. He, he does great out. I, I, it's not going to surprise me if he makes the cut and does pretty well, but is he going to be in the top 10, top 15? Uh, I don't think so. So I'll, I'll go upside in other places. Speaking of, if we go into that just under 8K range, I like Eric Van Royen, otherwise known as people like to call him EVR because everybody likes to use acronyms. It is fun. By the way, if I may, are you an LOL guy? I, I can't remember from our text. Do you, do you type LOL a lot? I, you no. LOL, I think, is the dumbest thing in the world. Thank um, you. I was on like a crusade when I was in high school because I was kind of an asshole. Um, and anytime someone said LOL to me, I got like fake mad at them because I was like, well, were you actually laughing out loud? And they'd be like, what? And I'd just be like, then you can't use LOL. Um, I don't really care anymore because 15-year-old Mike and 30-year-old Mike are a little different. But no, I have never, I will only use LOL if I legitimately was actually laughing out loud. Yeah, but even still, like, wouldn't you just put like, ha, ha, ha? Like, why I don't even you, do why that would, anymore. I just put the emojis that are laughing. That's more fun. Yeah, that's like the, the hip thing to do, I guess. I just think yeah, the LOL man. thing is is just kind of yeah. tired. Like, let's not do that. It's, yeah. I don't know. Like anyway, Die okay. Hard as a Christmas movie. Someone said that to me and I yelled at him. I was like, thanks. I didn't know we were still in 2012. But, you know, those conversations come and die. Anyway. It's, it's not, not a Christmas movie, right? It doesn't matter. We had that we had that argument yeah, like okay. eight years ago. Nobody yeah, gives a true. shit anymore. Like but I just don't I, yeah. I, like who cares anymore, guys? All it's right. not Christmas it's just, time, so I apologize. But um so wait, it, where did LOL come from? Now I'm kind of curious. Well, because I said EVR and everybody oh, just okay. loves to use acronyms. It's like super acronyms cool to use fun. acronyms. I mean uh, it's just lazy. Like let's yeah, stop being true. lazy. I'll tell you what though, Eric Van Royen was really good with the ball striking last week. It says the man who who loves RG and HV3. Like, come on, man. (laughs) What's his name? Like, nobody calls him Robert Griffin, who, by the way, got cut yesterday. He got Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I'm hoping he gets another chance. He'll get it somewhere. It's kind of shitty that, like, his one chance was when he had, like, half his offensive line and and half his offensive weapons against the Pittsburgh Steelers and pulled his hands. Hurt himself, stayed in the game, Yeah. then hurt himself again. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. He'll get a chance. Anyway, anyway, EDR was very good with the Thanks. ball striking last week, and he just couldn't putt. Um, and so, I mean, it's 7,900 or what is it? Yeah, 7,900. Mm-hmm. I like him again. I mean, this is a guy that's going to be leveraged. He's only 5% at this point ownership. That's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be in that 5% range. So I think he's a really sneaky play. Like, I'm not usually on Eric Van Royen, but I was impressed with what I saw last week. And sometimes you just have to, like, look a little bit deeper into the numbers and see like where he was failing. Anytime a guy's ball striking well and then failing with the putter, like I don't have a problem with that. Speaking of that, right below him, Emiliano, Emiliano Grillo, uh, I always am on him and he's always bad with the putter and he's always amazing with the ball striking. So I always have shares of him, especially on courses that are like relatively short where I know he can get there just like everybody else. Length isn't going to be too much of a problem. Uh, I'm going to lean on him you know, regaining some, some, something with this putter. I mean, this is a guy that sometimes will lose like four strokes putting. If he just loses like one stroke putting, then all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's top tenning. So I like him. Joel Dahman. I like, I don't love, but I like, um, I'm definitely going to have him in some lineups. And then Cameron Tringal, listen, he doesn't, I, I put this in my initial picks article. He doesn't grade out super well here. Like if you look at his recent history and his history on this course, 
nothing really like super stands out. He is typically like good on approach. He usually loses off the tee, which shouldn't be a big deal here. With all that said, I said in my article, this is more of a hunch play than it is a supported by the stats play, but my hunch plays usually come in. So Cameron Tringal, I think is actually a pretty good deal here. And his ownership percentage is, is really low. It looks like it's going to be in the 5% range, if not lower. So I'm all about that. Um, Charlie Hoffman's right next to him. Taylor Gooch, Brandon Steele. These are all like, those are all places where people mm-hmm. would go instead of Cameron Tringal. So I'll take that. And then speaking of guys that were good with the ball striking, but terrible with the putter last week, this guy missed the cut and he hurt a lot of my teams, but I'm going back to him, Tom Hogue. I'm going to try that again because, a, you know, I'm not going to let one tournament be my sample size. And don't get me wrong. He's not always good, but Mm -hmm. let's give him another go and see what happens. That's pretty much all I like in the 7K range. I'll probably have a couple shares of Kevin Streelman and James Hahn, maybe Michael Thompson. Good course fits. All three of those guys are good course fits. James Hahn played well last week. Um, And when he gets hot with the the approach, the ball striking, he can be pretty, pretty good. So that's all I like in the 7K range. Yeah, and I think it's especially important talking about Hogue, right? And you, you bring it up a lot, and it's it's always good to remind people, if you were on a guy last week and he just didn't do that well, he, he didn't lose uh, unless something drastic happened, right? After two weeks, okay, maybe we can start to look at it a little bit more, but what's probably going to happen is people are going to come off of him because mm-hmm. he didn't do so hot. I think you were talking about someone, I can't remember who it was in the 9K range maybe, that didn't do so hot and you thought people were going to be off of him. Someone down here, people will be off him this week because he didn't do so hot last week. There are people that are watching box scores, uh, right? That's what we always say not to do. Don't watch the box scores. If you still like him and the course fit makes sense, go back to it. Go back to the well because you're going to get leverage in most situations, especially with ownership going down. And so here's what I'm finding. The, the guy you're referring to that, that we referenced earlier, that I referenced earlier was Abraham Answer. Okay. So what was interesting is, you know, Abraham Answer missed the cut. You know, he was a great course fit last week. That's why he was so popular. He's also a great course fit this week. And I was thinking, okay, well, he missed the cut. He burned some people. So his ownership percentage is going to be like 12% instead of like 18%. Well, I was wrong because it looks like it's going to be in that 18, 19, maybe even 20% range. But here's the interesting thing. I, I think people are willing to forgive when they know it's a good pedigree of exactly. golf. When it's a 9K guy, upper 8K, maybe 10, 11K. But when you get down to that 7K range, like people are going to abandon ship so quick because you're in the 7K range for a reason, right? You, you, you haven't proven yourself, especially from a consistency standpoint or even sometimes from an upside standpoint. But again, that's where you get leverage on the field. Like if that, if that is the group think that you want to fall into, feel free, but just know that everybody else is doing that. So while I understand, like, good for the DFS community for getting smart on guys like Abraham Answer, but you might have, you might still have an opportunity with those 7K or low 8K guys that you know actually played better than you think. And you know, if if they hit like you thought they would last week, well, now they're only four percent, whereas last week they might have been ten percent or nine percent or eight percent, depending on the tournament you were in. Maybe even 15 percent. I think I was in a two hundred single two hundred dollar single entry last week. And there was only, I think, 555 people in the tournament. And Doug Gim was on my team, and he he ruined my team. But it turns out he was like 18% owned. Doug Gim. So so what are the chances that people will be back on Doug Gim in the $200 single entry? Very low. Like, instead of 18%, he's probably going to be like 6% this week. And that's very same tournament. And he's virtually the same price. So those are things to consider. Like, obviously, people aren't going to stick with guys named Doug Gim or Tom Hogue. They're going to stick with the Russell Henleys and the Abraham Answers who have failed them the week before. 
and have way cooler names. I think we have gone over That's and had that true. conversation once or twice already here totally. on the Wind Daily Sports Show. Shout out Tom Hogue. Uh, dude needs a new picture. That's all I need to say. Um, <laughs> so that is the 7K range. So we are going to be hopping down into that 8K range. And just as, again, just building a lineup along, answer Scheffler, Henley, Tringal. And I know you're not super on him, but Joel said he's going to be very heavy on Hadwin. Mm-hmm. Leaves me with 7K left. And I know exactly who my 7K player is. I don't know who it is yet. And I don't even think you know who it is yet. But I know who I'm going to pick. And it's the person that you're going to tell me to pick. And you can find out that person in the WindDailySports.com Discord chat. It's an expert Discord chat. I personally think I had this idea like yesterday. Why don't we call it a VIP chat? I don't think like, I think that just makes it super easy. And everybody understands exactly what it is at that point, right? You just call it a VIP chat. Yeah, it's What's that's an good. expert chat. Like you, you know, I think I, I think what the names like the the moniker it's lacking or the theme it's lacking is is the community part of it. Because I mm-hmm. think when you when I hear expert chat and I'm just new to DFS, let's say, or new to anything that's like Discord related, I'm thinking like maybe with that that's like a one on one thing. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, I don't even know if I want that. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of weird. Like, I, I, if I know like everybody's in there and it's just like this just like firing back and forth of subscribers and writers and experts, whatever you want to call the people on our side of it. Like, I don't know. That sounds really cool. It sounds like juiced up, you mm-hmm. know, steroidal in like instant messenger. And that's something I would really want. Um, in daily sports community chat. Yeah. But then now we're, yeah, that's yeah. like why it's too YMCA ish. Like it, like it needs to sound, it needs to have a bite to it, like a velvet rope. Okay. We'll come up with something that I like where you're going with this. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just keep, I mean, we've been, you know, again, we call it our instant messenger chat where we talk about sports and help you win money. Um, and that definitely kind of a mouthful, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think we can figure it out. I think we can figure it out. But again, you get that CS secret weapon. CS secret weapon is 26 and two now, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. On making the cut. And what this secret weapon is, the CS secret weapon, it is a golfer under, 7k owned that also is under five percent owned so not only are they cheap and help you build the rest of your lineup they're also very low owned and helps you lap the field because not only is he 26 and two the two being two people missed the cut so out of 28 weeks only two of them have missed the cut i would say more often than not they're in the top half of the field would you say that yeah that's fair Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you are absolutely lapping people who, because they have 8K, 9K guys that are in the bottom half of the field. So you got to save some money, move up, and do a lot of stuff there. So you will not get that tonight. You will not get that tomorrow. Oh, no, you will get it tomorrow, but only if you're in our VIP community chat. Uh, community. The word community just... is, 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 by the way, community is a great show. Have you seen the show Community with Joel McHale? Uh, it's with Donald Glover. <laughs> Let's, uh, Oh, ouch. Okay. You're like 15. Uh, it's it's with Donald Glover. I love Chevy him. Chase. Hey, hey, okay. Chevy Chase is a fucking asshole. Let's start with that. But second, <laughs> I am a huge talk soup fan. So don't worry. You mean your mom was a huge talk soup? No, fan. it was on TV and I would laugh at it when it was on. Does that count? Yeah, but you were like, you were, you didn't even understand the words at that point. You were like literally an infant. I understand. You liked how he looked. I knew- you thought he was funny looking. So you're insulting Joel McHale effectively. He is funny looking. I knew that if my parents laughed, I should also laugh. Does that Uh, kind of cut the bill? Groupthink indeed. Gotta love it. Yes, man, right here. All right, 6K range. 
Joel McHale. I like Joel McHale. Do like Community. It's Donald Glover's show, though. Let's just be honest. Anyway, uh, what do you think about the 6K range? This yeah. is like, we got to like do like a Twitter poll or something. Uh, okay, so 6K range. I do want to point out um, Denny McCarthy, not because I like him, but because I think it's really interesting that he is now 6,900. So if you recall, Denny, oh, here we go. John, Community is lit. See these words. Yeah. John, what are you, so I already know John is 31 or less years of age. If okay. you're 32, are you saying lit? I don't know. I'm 15. I've said lit my whole life. <laughs> John, tell us how old you are, please. Please. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, I got like I'm, I'm all caught up in the chat, so I'm it's like fun. I'm so Denny McCarthy's interesting because if you recall, Michael, the last I don't know before the break, the the six month. Oh, I should say since the restart, Denny McCarthy was a super popular name that everybody would just like when they gave out their 15 or 20 DFS guys that they liked in their core or however they put it. Denny McCarthy was always there. It was all like, and he was he he had a couple good tournaments goes mm -hmm. at it and then he'd be he'd be like 8200 then he'd fall to like 7700 because he keeps letting people down and 74 72 like he he never lived up to the expectations and it's interesting now because now he's really priced down he's 6900 and he's not he's not his ownership percentage is, is relatively low it's like less than five percent so i think he's interesting because if he lived up to the potential that people thought he had six months ago then i guess he's mispriced but he's never lived up to that potential it's just somebody i wanted to point out um you're, wait, I, I see go wait, ahead. yeah 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 i gotta get to this so uh john says community is lit see a guest his age of 31 holy cow i'm 31 and then john had to do some quick math and realized john's not 31 <laughs> john is 30 so i've made that mistake too john um but damn <laughs> all right <laughs> it is what it is yeah, so he's I'm under good. that age that you were saying so that um, still counts you still count john don't worry we still count you pretty good with numbers you're good you are my math guy um, um anyway okay so, okay in that 6k range um i'm actually working off my notes from yesterday's show uh but kyle okay kyle stanley uh, another i know well i only say that because i know no but i only say that because i'm not looking at the pricing at the moment i'm just okay. looking at the guys i like in the 6k okay. range kyle, but i think this is in relatively like good order um kyle stanley uh, i think he let some people down last week a good ball striker this is a good course fit it's another guy that like just because he sucked last week doesn't mean he's going to suck this week. So it's a guy I'm going to go to. But again, you don't need to you don't need to dip in the 6K range if you don't want to, based on the lineup construction we've already talked about. But I do like Stanley. Um, Kramer Hickok is a guy that's really interesting. If you look at his like four, uh, by the way, Joel brought him up on the show like a couple months ago for the first time, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, like I I I, rem I remembered his name, but I was like, I have no idea like if what his game is like. Well, if you look at his four or five last five six tournaments. Like he's been striking the ball really, really well. And and honestly, even last week, he was striking the ball better than most most guys in the field. So he's a super sneaky play. Tyler Duncan is another guy I like. Um, that's a Stephen Pilardi special. That's an at Sicily kid yeah, special. He loves Tyler Duncan. Uh, he loves Duncan. And he, and he, you know, his course history isn't good here. Uh, his recent history isn't particularly good, but he should be good here. Uh, he's good on approach. He's accurate off the tee, which is which is a solid thing to have here. So I just think he's one of those guys where, you know, if you look at all the history, it doesn't really make any sense, but it's a guy to throw in your lineup, in my opinion. Finally, um, Ryan Armour, another short hitter. Um, you know, he's not super exciting, but he's also, I think, like 6,300 or something super low. So for whatever reason you need to go down to that range, um, I think he's okay. Yeah. But again, you shouldn't be going down to this range much. I would tell you that, Joel, if he was here, he'd probably say something about Henrik Norlander. He'd probably say something about Christopher Ventura. And by the way, my secret weapon from last week, who did really well, Brian Stewart at 6,600. There's no reason not to go back to him. Um, 
He's not going to be the, Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. last week's secret weapon. Um, I, I like him. Again, I might only have a couple shares of him because I don't want to be in this range too much, but uh, solid play. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And there is one more play in that 6K range. So he's going to figure it out. He's going to make a bunch of people a bunch of money. And uh, it's actually fun now being in the golf Discord chat because see sometimes because we do the betting show on Wednesdays, which we'll still do tomorrow. It's obviously mm-hmm. going to be very abbreviated because there's only two games. So, uh, you know, we'll do what we can with that. But um, it uh, I, it's just funny to look over there and everyone's just like, hey, did do we have the secret weapon yet? Is it there? Like, uh, we need this. This is literally why I signed up to Windows Sports is specifically for this secret weapon. And hey, man, it keeps working. Uh, where did finish? Where did Stewart finish last week? Uh, let me check. I, uh, I think he kind of tailed off at, on Sunday. Um, let's see, forty seventh, but he had seventy seven uh, DraftKings points. Which is which is okay, honestly. He, you know, he he could have been better, but first two days, I think I think it was the first day he was like tied for fifth, tied for sixth, wow. and then he just kind of middled out from there. And did you hit any of the um, first round leaders? No, I didn't we hit. almost hit two weeks ago. Yeah, um, where where was two weeks ago? Not Sony. What was the week before? What's the week? Before? It was in Hawaii. Uh, what was yeah. It? yeah, 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 yeah. We almost oh, had the country tournament of champions. Mm-hmm. Yep, we almost hit that. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I was I was sweating that out towards the end. That was fun. My cousin Justin actually he had I think Joaquin Neiman as first round leader mm. last week, and I think he tied. It was it ended up tying with like five or six people, so it went from fifty okay. to one to ten to one. But again, who the hell's not taking ten to one on these things? So that is our DFS breakdown. We are also here to help you guys out with some bets as well. I'm sure Joel had a couple, but he had some stuff he had to do. Uh, so we always appreciate Joel. He's, he filled in valiantly for me last week, or at least held took took the mantle up with you as well. So I appreciate both you guys for that. So let's um let's get to some uh, get some outrights. Who are we liking, Sia? What are you what are you thinking this week? Where am I putting my money? So one thing I, I do want to say. So because there's split courses on Thursday and Friday, or I should say, not split that's courses, what it was. Courses. I don't know if you noticed when you said that I made a really wide mouth because that means I get to parlay the first round leaders again. Oh, and that's we hit right. one of them last time. We didn't hit the fucking other one. So yes. I'm doing it again. I'm going right back to the well. Give me plus like whatever, like 18,000. Like I'm 100% here for it. That is getting a dollar of my money. But anyway, I'm trying I, to remember who it, it was. Doug Gim. Doug Gim. He hit it. And I don't remember. Course. Yeah, no, I don't remember right. who we had on the other side, but it was like kind of close, but not really. But right. Damn. Damn, I love it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Shout out Doug Gim. Boring name. But Most boring name on planet. Doug Gim, come on the pod, please. That's a good Does he have a Twitter? Idea. We should reach out to him with it. I'll clip this out and I'll send it to him. Be like, hey, we think your name sucks, but like, would love to have you come on the show. Are you going to clip that part out? Sure, why not? Whatever. He probably like takes great pride in his name. Who knows? We should look up the historical roots of that name and then mm. like do a different clip about yes. how cool the name is. Like, you got to come on the show and talk to us about He's it. He's like a Viking warrior or something. Like, And then when he comes on, we'll tell him how boring the name yes. is and just like see what happens. Love it. Okay. This, is good. So, this is content, people. But here's it, the thing, because I have some outrights. I only have four that, that I liked in particular, but the thing about first round leader is, is if you go on DraftKings, it's it's not out. And I didn't look on the site that, that I use um, mm-hmm. traditionally because because of the two different courses. I mean, some sites aren't going to offer you the odds. So we'll see if that updates because I'm pretty positive DraftKings had that the last time we had the, the two different yep. courses. That's what you parlayed it on. But yep. when I looked, I didn't see it. Maybe if you if you look, you can see it. But I just saw outright market, top 20 and uh, so, some other stuff, but I didn't that see stinks. first round later. But well, let's start, go ahead. When we get it, when we get it, I'm going to parlay it. Don't worry. I promise you that. You have my dollar, Sia. 
So here are the first round leaders. Um, excuse me. Here are the outrights. And by the way, uh, we mentioned that John Rahm is out of this tournament. Mm-hmm. So everybody's sort of, especially towards the top, everybody's odds like sort of like fell. Like I, I think um, we talked about it yesterday. Matthew Wolf was twenty eight to one, and as soon as that news came out, he dropped to twenty three to one. So I mean, wow. you, you lost a good amount of value on on, on really everybody near the top. Uh, Abraham Answer that was still thirty to one, and I, I think I, I do a one and done thing and uh with actually thanks to one of the guy one of our subscribers who got me into it actually but the point is is um i think abraham answer is probably going to be my one and done pick i I just this should be a course where he really shines in spite of what happened last week so i think 30 to 1 actually decent odds i mean if you look at the top of this field there's nobody that really intimidates you right there's no justin thomas there's like you know you're like at the top you're contending with like tony finau patrick reed patrick cantley all great golfers, but nobody that you're like, oh man, well that guy's, you know, he's probably going to be there on Sunday. Like you can't really say that about any of these guys. Um, Russell Henley at 35 to one. Listen, he finished 11th last week and it was a very poor putting performance, which tells you how good he was doing with the ball striking. And I expect he's not a terrible putter. I expect his putting to rebound. So 35 to one, I like Siwoo Kim. It's just kind of a long shot play. That's 70 to one. And then give me Joel Dahman at 90 to one. I just think this guy can either tank your lineup or he can win the whole damn thing. So uh, you know, when it comes to outrights and it's 90 to one and you put five bucks on it to win 450, I mean, give me worth the entertainment it. value there. Worth it. And answer was your first one, correct? Answer was my first one. Oh. Answer, Henley, Siwoo, and Dahman. With the caveat that both in DFS and in the outright market, Siwoo Kim and Joel Dahman can completely lose it. These guys, the, mm-hmm. the mental toughness doesn't really seem to be there. So it once once it goes in the water for one of these guys, it's pretty much over. But if it doesn't go in the water, if you consider their ball striking and the fact that they flashed upside before, there's no reason to think that if they have a good ball striking tournament, that they're not going to be in the top 10 on Sunday. So I do have to ask, because unfortunately we don't have any first round leaders. Did you break news on your new favorite show? Ooh, no, I didn't. Well, mm-hmm. actually, actually, it's funny. I-, I talked about first round leaders without like knowing the odds mm-hmm. on-, on the show. So I will say this. Uh, let, let me let me break some news, actually, because oh. there will be markets, including DraftKings, I'm guessing. I think DraftKings is probably waiting, you know, now that I think about it. I don't think Tita, like, I don't even know if we know what course each guy is going to be on. So ah, I think they're probably yeah. waiting for that. So, but without having really any knowledge, let me give you a few names here. Tom Hogue, first round leader. Kyle Stanley, first round leader. But here's the breaking news. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Without even knowing the odds, I, I think this guy's probably going to be in the 90 to 1 realm, maybe even 125 to 1. And I'm, I'm speaking of DraftKings odds. I'm guessing he's going to be somewhere between – in fact, I'm guessing he's either going to be 90 to 1 or 125 to 1 to be first-round leader. And he's not a guy that's going to pop for anybody, which is why he's so obviously going to be the first-round leader. And on Tuesday night, I am breaking the news that Cameron Tringal is your first-round leader on whichever course he happens to be on. Whatever course he happens to be on. So I actually do have first-round leader numbers here. Streelman, you said? I didn't, but I actually kind of oh, like Streelman. I'm sorry. But, um, I apologize. It was who? Uh, Tringal, eight. 80, 80 to one? one? Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, but, but again, we don't know which course or whatever. So if you're into that, Kyle again, Stanley? that's... Pointsbet.com, promo code WINDAILY500. Get a bunch of free friggin' money. Uh, Kyle Stanley, Kyle Stanley. He should Brendan be lower. Steele. You said Brendan Steele then, right? I did not. Kyle Stanley, Tom Hogue, and Cameron Tringal. What the? I don't even know what I'm thinking. But I'd that. like you to throw Kevin Streelman in there. Actually, I don't I don't mind that pick. So that's uh, four Kevin Streelman, 80 to 1. Okay. Uh, Tom Hogue, 80 to 1. 
Okay. And Stanley, 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 Stanley. Probably 125. I'm scrolling. Gosh darn, he is. Uh, yeah, Kyle Stanley, 125. Okay. There we go. So those are the four long shot first round leaders that you can throw two or three bucks on and hopefully get a sweat with one of them. But again, Cameron Tringal, that's that's lock button. You, in fact, I think you should put your whole bankroll on Cameron Tringal to be first round leader because it's actually a lock. What if like just top 20? <laughs> Do they offer that on DraftKings? Top 20 yeah. first round? Hell yeah. Oh, first round, no, no. That would be, that's kind of silly. I mean, so top 20 the, in general. Yeah, but you, you, that's the thing. Is is the smaller the sample size, the more like, likely that long shot is, is has a chance to win. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. is why like you would never bet like Phil Mickelson to win this tournament. But you know, if you wanted to play him in a showdown, for example, yeah, he could potentially put like one good day together. Hmm. Same goes for first round long shot first round leaders. Doug Gim plus six hundred top twenty. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Top twenties are fun. I can't find Max Homa plus four fifty. What? That makes no sense. I can't find Tringal right now. Uh oh, plus three hundred. Plus three hundred to finish top twenty. I will say this about Max Homa. I kind of ignored him. I think he was pretty good last time out. So maybe he's found something. I, I just haven't been on him in yeah. quite some time. He's got his podcast. He's got his his career uh, outside of golf. He's and, awesome and always, on Twitter. He is awesome is he? on Twitter. Hysterical. Make sure you follow him if you don't. And then send him. He, uh, he, he, just, he just, people just send him golf shots and are like golf swings. And he just like eviscerates people. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's so much fun. Highly, highly suggested. He's a great great twitter follow but you know who else is a great twitter follow my man sia where can everybody find you on the internet sia that was so sweet um by the way i forgot to tell everybody after oh. i picked uh cameron tringal uh to win a uh, first round leader you're welcome america but uh you can find me on twitter at sia najad that's s-i-a-n-e-j-a-d and if you want to check me out on instagram i don't really do much on instagram but um that's sia najad sports so um we'll get you there follow me there and definitely follow me on twitter a lot of good Hello. stuff. A lot of good content coming from the Wind Daily team. To be honest with you, we're see is, see is great on Twitter. I'm I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah. See is great on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Michael Rizzo One. Follow us at Wind Daily Sports if you haven't already. WindDailySports.com backslash chat. Seven free days in our expert Discord chat, VIP community chat, instant messenger chat where we talk about sports and help you win money. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out. We're workshopping this in front of you live right now. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button. We do appreciate that. And subscribe if you haven't, because we have content that comes out all the time. We're having a lot more content come out now that NFL is kind of dying down a little bit. And we are getting into uh, very heavy in the NBA season. Uh, so make sure you are enjoying that stuff there. And um, anything else? Oh, if you're listening on the podcast, five-star review. That actually helps a shitload. So sincerely, anybody out there, if you're listening on the podcast, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Literally nowhere else matters. As much as ever, we all think Spotify matters, Apple literally runs the podcast world. So if you're listening on an iPhone, on Apple Podcasts, five-star review, we would sincerely appreciate By it. By the way, the mechanics of that, it's super easy, right? You literally just go to our podcast, yes. you, you scroll down to review, you hit like five stars, and then you have a section where you can just like write something short and yeah, sweet. Right? I don't even think you have to write anything. Like, but I mean, I'm just saying if yeah. you want to, like it, it, you could literally just do the, all of that on your phone within like 20 seconds, right? Like 20 seconds. So if you're still listening to us, to give us the 20 seconds. Do you want to give them 20 seconds of dead air? That way, no, I, I won't do that to the people. That's a fantastic idea. It's kind of a funny idea. Do you want it's to do of, it? Let's do it. 
Okay. All right. So hold on. Okay. So those we know, we know we probably still have Joe and Charlie and John and hopefully a few, few others, but okay. So, so you guys go to your phones, find us on the podcast and, and follow along too. Right. Those so is, is this, yeah, is this well, the 20 seconds of dead air? Should I stop I, talking? Yeah. I think this is, Oh, this is it. Yeah. Okay. I can hear you drinking water. I don't know if that's technically dead air. All right, I'm gonna do my hair. All right, see it was flexing as well for everybody listening. So yeah, there's your 20 seconds of dead air-ish. Um, I guess I drink kind of loud, my bad. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for subscribing and for doing all that stuff. We do appreciate it. So for everybody in the chat, for Sia, for Joel, we appreciate him as well at Draftmaster Flex. One more time, make sure to give him a follow. He'll probably win $100,000 in the NBA in like the next three days. So that's probably what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. He needed to set his NBA lineups. That son of a bitch. That son of it didn't lock wasn't until nine o'clock tonight. He got us. That's pretty great. Um, but for Joel, for Sia, for the chat, for myself, for everybody in the Wind Daily Sports family, we appreciate each and every one of you. Hope you make it a very profitable. The American Express? I mean, by the way, I'm pretty sure I convinced John that he was 31. That's my power of persuasion think, right I there. I think so, yeah. He, he was pretty <laughs> persuaded. Right. Oh, hey, yeah, I'm 31. <laughs>